Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 23 of the Camino Voice. On this episode, I speak to a local sheriff's deputy in Island County. Please welcome Luke Plambeck. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, on this episode, I got to speak with Luke Plambeck, who is a local uh, sheriff's deputy at Island County here on Camino Island. And it was a lot of fun um, getting to sit down and talk to him, um, kind of find out a lot of things about, um, well, a lot of misconceptions about law enforcement and how they interact with each other and uh, just things, you know, uh, I was telling him in the in the interview, as a kid, I would you would hear things from your friends like, well, did you know this was true? And so um, I kind of, uh, he indulged me in allowing me to ask some pretty, probably dumb questions, but uh, still indulged me. So I really enjoyed getting to talk with Luke. Um, he's also a local here. He's He's been on Camino for a long time. And so you'll hear about all of that in the podcast. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, just wanted to do that. So without further ado, here's my interview with Luke Planbeck. Hey, Islanders, it's Brandon with the Camino Voice, and I'm here today with Luke Plambeck. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get into everything, uh, tell us a little bit about Luke. Well, gosh, well, um, I was born and raised on Camino Island. I went to Stanwood High School. I'm a proud graduate of Washington State University, as is my wife and many other family members. Very good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my wife and I live on the south end of Camino uh, with our two children. Uh, my son, Glenn, is nine and my daughter, Tilly, is five. Very cool. So so you grew up on Camino, born and raised? Uh, born and raised on Camino, yep. All right. Have you always been on the south end? No, actually, I grew up on the north end on a, on a very popular, lovely north end beach. Uh, which at this point will remain nameless because I don't want our secret out. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I grew up on the north end, very, very fortunate to grow up on the beach. Uh, went to Stanwood High, like I said. But no, my, my wife and I moved ooh, down to the south end almost five years ago. Okay. Yeah. How was it down there? <laughs> very peaceful and very quiet and yep. very far from yes. the north end. <laughs> It's one of those drives that, um, you know, going on like a lot of people I've interviewed, uh, you know, they talk about taking people on a drive around the island and it's a beautiful island to drive around in. Um, but on a daily commute, I'm like, I feel like this would get old. You know, it, if it wasn't so such a beautiful, pleasant drive, it would. And mm-hmm. if I had to commute, commute to Boeing and, and maybe south on I-5, as many of our residents do, I can, that would be very trying. Fortunate, fortunately for my particular uh, career choice, uh, I don't have to commute very far. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, is your wife then from the area as well? Uh, yes. She's from Stanwood. Okay. Her family's still there. Okay. Very cool. Um, okay. So um, tell us about your like your profession and, and how you got started in it. I'm one of your humble public servants. I am a deputy sheriff with Island County Sheriff's Office. Very cool. How yeah. did you get started in it? Well... Unintentionally, um, I wasn't necessarily looking at police work. Um, I was at Washington State University, and during the summer I had an opportunity to um, 
do an internship with a sheriff's office for uh, for uh, credits over the summer. And um, so that's what I did. And after I went on a ride along, and uh, after my first ride along, I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do as a career path. Um, it was so much fun. I thought it was so cool. And uh, ever since that point, I geared myself towards that kind of towards that goal. Yeah. What was your degree at the time? Um, I ended up majoring in a social science major, a BA, social okay. sciences. Yeah. And then did you have a different plan prior to that that you were kind of aiming towards? I didn't have a whole uh, different plan at the time. No, I think I was looking into maybe forestry or like a park ranger or perhaps Department of Fish and Wildlife, mm-hmm. something outdoors. Um, okay. But uh, no, I wasn't committed to that at the time. Yeah. Okay. So then um, when did you graduate from Wazoo? You see, right, uh, 2005, and then that's also when I got hired with Island County Sheriff's Office. Really? Yeah. Okay. So then how did that, did you have a connection there, or how did that work out? Well, um, yeah, I, I maintained an internship uh, and volunteer with Island County Sheriff's, uh, f- finished my college degree, and then at the time I was also working full-time for Fred Meyer and in retail. And... Um, uh, upon finishing my degree, uh, they're the first agency um, I applied for and the first agency that offered me a job. And so, wow, yeah, I was so eager to be a cop, though, honestly, I would have I would have gone anywhere. But uh, that was the first place to offer me a job. And oh. I, uh, I don't regret it a bit. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. And so um, that's pretty rare. I mean, I know a lot of I, I have friends and I've talked to a lot of people that have looked for um, police work, deputy anywhere. And it's like they they're applying pretty far outside the area and to end up like getting a job back on the Island that you grew up on. I mean, that's pretty Yeah. Cool. That was never the plan, but it, like <laughs> I said, it worked, it worked out great. And, uh, you know, as I get older and having family here, um, and, and family still in the area, it, it really has been a blessing. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference. Um, it's something we, we toyed around with, um, like living farther away, things like that. But after having, once you have grandkids, the grandparents are like really want to be by them. And, uh, it's helpful too. I mean, I'm absolutely. Sides. So, um, very cool. So then how long have you been a, so well, how long have you been a, a deputy sheriff? No, almost 15 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, so this is something like I see different name and titles and things like that. So like, what's the primary difference difference between like a deputy and a sheriff and then like other classifications like state patrol and how do they all work together? <laughs> Yeah, so um, so the the major difference. So the a, a sheriff, the sheriff's office, um, that's county, and so a sheriff is elected uh, by the citizens of a county, and so um, a, whereas so and then anybody working under the sheriff's office, uh, I am a sheriff's deputy. I am the sheriff's deputy. He has deputized me, and I work um, for the sheriff, um, as do all my colleagues. So um, with a police. Um, so that was, again, that's sheriff, sheriff's office, deputy sheriff. Okay. Now on to police. Um, a police officer would typically refer to um, uh, someone working in a city under a police chief. Police chiefs, as opposed to sheriffs, police chiefs are typically appointed by a uh, mayor or like a city council. So they're appointed as, as opposed to elected. Oh, okay. Yep. And then so state patrol, as the name implies... Uh, that is a, that they work for the state and underneath uh, the, their chief who is appointed and ultimately the governor of the state of Washington. Um, in regards to um, 
our lawful authority and powers, uh, I am commissioned to uh, enforce the laws of the state of Washington and Island County. And so my authority as a deputy sheriff um, and police officers working for any city and the state patrol, their authority um, to do investigations and arrest is statewide. Okay. So um, this is total, like, just, like, as friend, like, when you're talking to friends, they're like, well, did you know this about sheriffs and stuff? Sure. Like, um, so does that mean, like, outside of Island County, you aren't able to pull people over? Or how does that all work? Well, no, no, as I said, no, my, so I... Yeah. So if I was to do an investigation, I typically would investigate things occurring in Island County, as is my mm-hmm. commission. But we all have a state peace officer certification um, through the Washington State Criminal Justice Training Commission. So there's a state peace officer certification. Okay. State patrol, um, city cops, police officers, and deputy sheriffs, we all have our fall under that same certification to enforce the laws of the state of Washington. So anywhere in the state of Washington, a police officer working for a city... Even if he's outside the city limits, a deputy sheriff, even if he's outside, uh, he or she is outside their county, and of course, state patrol can pull you over mm-hmm. for a infraction of traffic code, even if they're not within their jurisdiction. Got it. Okay. How does that work with um, the uh, the reservations and stuff? Do they have their own? Is that outside? Yes. So uh, get into two. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get out my too room deep. too far, but uh, yeah. So some some um, some tribal police agencies are cross commissioned, so okay. they can make arrests on and off tribal lands. Yep. And some other um, uh, tribes do not have their police officers cross commissioned, so they're only allowed to um, uh, do uh, make arrests and investigate um, tribal members. So it depends on the tribe. Got it. Okay. Um, typically. Um, officers within cities and counties in the state of Washington typically wouldn't be doing law enforcement on tribal lands because they have their own police force. Got it. So it depends on the tribe. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. There's, I just feel like growing up, I heard so many different things from different friends and they're like, yeah, well, this is how it works. or this is how it works. Yeah. It's probably more to it than that. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, a lot of misconceptions about law enforcement. I'm happy to address any of those in this interview, but, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, it depends. And then also, you know, just back to the tribal law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to my, in my academy class at the, at the uh, basic law enforcement academy in Burien, I had tribal police officers in there that were part of my class because they were cross commissioned. They have to go through the same training, the state, same certification. Okay. So, yeah. And is that different by state to state as far it as? It does. Okay. Yeah. That's so the, they're yeah. Washington. Yeah. So again, um, I do not have law enforcement powers in Oregon yeah. <laughs> or Idaho. It comes from the state. And of course, from my county, from the sheriff of yep. Island County. Okay. Um, so yeah, different different um, states run their academies differently and mm-hmm. have different organizational structures uh, within law enforcement. Got it. Okay. Um, and then do you, I'm assuming like you have to be on the clock and all that for all of the things to be in effect. Not necessarily. There's cases in which emergency situations oh, okay. or cases in which. Um, we might have to take law enforcement action when we're off duty. We prefer not to do yes, that. Um, sure. Yeah, prefer not to do that. And the best thing an off-duty uh, officer can be is a good witness. Okay. Call 911. But, you know, there are situations in which that does occur sometimes. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so <clears throat> what are what are some patterns that you've noticed in this area um, as your time as a deputy? Patterns in regards to crime? Yeah, crime or, or or changes in the culture as far as like uh, 
people on the island or kind of all of that? Boy, that's a big <laughs> question. Um, I've seen Stanwood and Camino change immensely. I've seen two elementary schools built in my lifetime on Camino Island because I've been around that long. <laughs> um, I saw Hagen's and Stanwood being built, mm-hmm. um, QFC and all that. So Stanwood and Camino have grown tremendously in my lifetime. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, obviously building a new high school now. Uh, in regards to law enforcement, um, what, is, what has changed? Um, it's tough to be a cop nowadays, um, tougher than it used to be. Um, back when I started, it was very competitive 15 years ago. Everybody wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a very large pool of candidates, um, qualified candidates to choose from. Um, unfortunately, now, um, uh, for many different reasons, uh, not a lot of people want to be a cop anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really hard to find qualified applicants and, and candidates. There's just not a large hiring pool out there for law enforcement. Um, but there are still a lot of good candidates out there. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anybody that's interested um, to reach out to their local uh, police department. Uh, if you're within Island County, reach out to Island County. Uh, we are hiring. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, and, and anybody's interested in law enforcement to, to go on a ride along. See if you like, that's what happened to me as I didn't want to be a cop until I went on a ride along. It's like, wow, this is great. This is what I want to do. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's anybody interested in law enforcement, I encourage <clears> them to go on a ride along, see if that's what they might want to do. Um, I think I trailed, trailed off from your original question, what's changed? If you want to get into what's changed about crime. You know, our community, Camino Island, Stanwood, Camino Island in particular, we're um, in Island County as a whole. We're relatively low. We have a low crime rate, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a great. I love living here. It's a great place to raise a family, great place to work. Um, we're obviously not a large municipality. We're not a, a suburb. Um, you know, nothing, nothing like some of our larger cities in the state. Um, however, we do have all the same crimes they do. They just don't happen as frequently. Yeah. So, um, you know, thank goodness we don't have to deal with multiple homicides a year. You know, we yeah. have a homicide maybe every couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, low crime rate. Um, and, um, I said most of the citizens we have contact with, you know, um, are, are, are supportive of law enforcement and, uh, just really good people. And, uh, I, I really, really love our community. Um, you know, what crimes do we have? What's the trends? Um, I, I think, you know, on Camino Island, we have a lot of what they have everywhere. Um, we have theft, property crime. We have um, domestic violence, uh, fights. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, criminal traffic, uh, such as DUI, driving the influence. Yeah. Yeah. And then how does, um, this is kind of a, a second question to follow up with that, but how does the the sheriff department work in conjunction with like citizen patrol. And I guess, do you have a better explanation of kind of more explaining citizen patrol? Sure. So we have, yeah, we have the, the sheriff citizen patrol. Um, their volunteer, um, organization falls underneath the umbrella sheriff's office. Um, so we pay for their, the, the, the vehicle and their, um, equipment and everything like that. But they provide an invaluable service to Island County Sheriff's office because, mm-hmm. Island County is, of course, would be in Camino Island, and there's no ferry or bridge between the two. You They're so drive. close together. Exactly. So close, yet so far. <laughs> so, um, as I just did today, coming back from Coopville, um, you have to drive around, uh, drive through Skagit County, across the beautiful Deception Pass Bridge, and um, onto Woodby Island, and, you know, um, 
so Woodby Island is essentially cut in half, north and south precincts in regards to the sheriff's office, and then Camino Island is referred to as the east precinct. We have paperwork and items that need to travel back and forth between those two islands. Our citizen patrol does that for us weekly, really? three times a week. Um, they also do oh, wow. they do so many other things. They do um, special events. They assist with special events and parking at special events, large community um, events, um, assist with that. Um, they do vacation checks. So if you're gone on vacation and uh, you would like someone to maybe pass by your house and see uh, if everything's in order and that nobody's uh, that isn't supposed to be there isn't there, then uh, you can request a vacation check and they'll actually do a, a check of your house um, uh, when you're gone. Um, and that's something that, that our community members really appreciate, but mm -hmm. the deputies, we just don't have the time to do that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about the, the the citizen patrol. They just do a really good job. And we're grateful to have them. Yeah. So no, and they, and they come. I and they're. They I'm sorry to interrupt. They're volunteers. The sheriff's office is not. We pay, provide the equipment, but the program started years ago. I can't tell. You, I can't remember which year. Um, but uh, they are volunteers, so they are mm -hmm. volunteering their time. Yeah. Do you know how large they are? Members. Oh my goodness! I didn't bring all my statistics <laughs> with me, Brandon. You're killing me. Uh, no. Uh, there's there are. Um, there's a, there's dozens of them. Okay. <laughs> and oh, another gosh, another thing they do. They do our CPL uh, concealed pistol license applications. Another thing they do. Oh, okay. Um, every first and third Thursday um, at the uh, multi-purpose center there uh, by Commando Animal Shelter, they do mm -hmm. that. Another, like I said, another thing that they we're just so grateful to have them do. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, and then actually, this is I feel like I'm bouncing around now, but um, one of the questions that came up in my head was the how often are sheriffs um, commissioned or uh, voted in every four years four years okay yep. every four years okay yep. got it um okay and then yep. uh, same with county commissioners okay yep. yep yep are they on the same cycle or is it they offset by like a year or two years i think they're currently offset but don't quote me on that uh, it depends you know if, if someone serves a lesser term then there that can be offset you got know it. if someone didn't serve their full term Okay. And, oh, and then the sh sheriff, is that sheriff over all Island County or is it the different precincts? No, no. It's, it's sheriff is a county official. They are the head law enforcement officer in Island County. Okay. Is the sheriff. Yep. And, um, Sheriff Rick Felici. And like I said, that's all of Island County. So would it be in Camino Island? Wow. Yep. Okay. And so we're just divided into three precincts for logistics and, yep. and responding to calls. Yep. Okay. The deputies are. Yeah. Um, okay. And then overall, do you feel like, um, crime has like increased over the time that you've been an officer? Or? Yeah. Getting back to that question, you know, it's hard to say, you know, crime kind of comes in waves, not like crime waves, but it, it, you know, comes in, in, in ebbs and flows, I should say, you know, some, if, if you have a certain, you know, population of people that might be doing a, a lot of property crime and then, you know, um, hopefully we uh, apprehend them. Um, uh, or they move on to another mm -hmm. area, we might see a, you know, see that drop in property crime. Um, you know, so it's always changing. Um, in regards to property crime, it ties directly to um, drug addiction mm -hmm. and substance use disorder. So in yeah. um, my, like I said, almost 15 years of law enforcement, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, maybe one individual um, who was um, doing burglaries and uh, prowling cars and committing property crime, theft, um, that, that wasn't doing it to, to fuel um, their drug habit. Mm -hmm. and, and that just, that's the nature of, of drugs and, and, and drug abuse is that um, 
they cost money and prop- that's what drives property crime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sometimes wonder like, <clears throat> um, like if crime, cause you hear about so much now because of social media, the, you know, the internet, you, just everything, like you can hear about a crime that happens across the world and it's a terrible thing that happens. Um, but we hear about it now, whereas 20 years ago, something, all the things that happened outside, like unless our news was specifically reporting on it, you wouldn't know happened. Do you feel like, like as a overall that, that, that we have, that crime is increased or is it just that we get bombarded with a lot more stories now because we have the ears to get for that? Well, excuse me. I think social media and just our, you're right, our awareness and reporting we have at the tip of our fingers, we have access to news, not just from our own community, but across the world. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there is that influence, certainly. Um, again, speaking of Island County, I can't say that we've, um, you know, had any tremendous great increase or decrease in crime over my tenure. Um, you know, we might have one, um, you know, one year or one summer is particularly busy with, um, uh, an abundance of domestic violence arrests. Why? I don't know. <laughs> there was something in the water. No kidding. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was a full moon, but no, it's, it, it depends, you know, um, but uh, the property crime does definitely tie back to, um, to to drug abuse, and I would definitely say I've seen you know with our population of people suffering from addiction, you know, um, in our small community, you know, we mm-hmm. we know who they are, and we have a pretty good idea who's committing crime. We just have to be able to catch them and prove it. Yeah. Um, so um, I mean, there's a like I said, there's definitely that that correlation that I can. I can see it's another really thing cool about it living in a a community such as ours is, you know, when we do arrest and take to jail someone that is committing a lot of property crime or someone that is dealing drugs and drawing a lot of people who commit property crime to our community um, and and we take them to jail for a little while, you can really see the effect. It's not like there's so much like in a larger municipality such as Seattle or somewhere like King County or other larger areas, uh, communities where you, you know, it's just a drop in the bucket. You can't see in our community when you, you know, when you have a success, you can see the impact, at least as a deputy, as a law enforcement officer. And that's really cool. Another reason I like working here. Um, But... um, yeah, another one of my before I move past this, we're talking about addiction and drugs. I wear a couple unique hats with the sheriff's office. One of them is I'm a field training officer, so I train our uh, the privilege of training our new deputies to come out of the academy. And there's a field training process that goes um, for approximately 14 weeks of on-the-job training. That's after a five and a half month academy. Okay. So a lot of training, a lot of <laughs> okay. investment in our in our deputies. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I'm a field training officer. I'm also um, uh, part of the drug evaluation classification program um, as a, a, a DRE, a drug recognition expert. So another kind of specialty training I have um, and a niche I have in law enforcement is that I'm trained to detect, detect drug-impaired drivers specifically behind the wheel. So okay. um, uh, most patrol have really good training on and know how to, to uh, investigate and, and find the, the alcohol-impaired driver. Yeah. And so um, there's a, a fewer of us that have a specialty in actually detecting that, that drug-impaired driver behind the wheel. Um, and so that's that's been a major focus of my career. And then lastly, um, before we get off that topic, uh, I also am part of the – Island County is an opioid outreach program. Okay. which we just started actually three years ago as a pilot program based on for focused on South Woodby and Camino. 
But um, we actually do outreach with these people um, who are suffering from substance use disorder, addiction, and um, we do outreach. We go offer them um, services. So I kind of take off my law enforcement hat and mm-hmm. put on my social worker hat, although I'm still a law enforcement when I'm doing that. Yep. I'm still in uniform, but I'm, you know, we reach out and, and offer them services. You know, hey, can, what can we do to improve your situation? You know, are you, would you be interested in getting into treatment? Um, and, you know, if someone is interested in getting into treatment, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can actually make, it's amazing what we can do. Um, we can get them in a, a drug assessment within a day or two, and we can actually, if someone is willing, and even if they have nothing, no resources, nothing, we can get them into uh, a treatment facility, not in Island County, but we can get them connected with the resources and into a treatment facility within a week. And that's working. It's a partnership between Island County Public Health, Human Services, mm-hmm. and then the Sheriff's Office. So um, that's been really great to work you know, with as, as part of that team and see some successes in that. Yeah. Um, Again, if you, um, and like I said, it's, uh, it's not a diversion program. I mean, we work with people, and, and if I'm working with someone that has a, a minor warrant for their arrest, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take them to jail for that. I'm trying to do outreach with them. However, if, you know, we tell people up front, you know, if you're, you're still accountable for your actions and, and what you do, if, you, if I'm on patrol and you go shoplift, you're going to get arrested mm-hmm. for shoplifting. You're going to get arrested mm-hmm. for theft. Um, so it's in no way a, a get out of jail free card at all, um, uh, not by any means. But we, you know, we've had we've had some success. And like I said, if you can take that individual, yeah, and give them, uh, get them off the street, get them to stop, you know, uh, into a treatment program um, where they don't have to break into, you know, five cars a day and car- prowl your car. Mm-hmm. For their to fuel their drug habit, which could be a hundred to two hundred dollars a day, um, they don't have to break into three houses and steal three power drills every day, every day to maintain that drug habit. Um, you know, if you can get that person off the street and into into recovery, eventually, um, that's a major impact on our crime, property crime. Right. Uh, you're not only helping that individual as a human being, very important, but also um, you can see that impact on property crime. Yeah. Well, and I think I mean just the. I don't, we just, as individuals and stuff, each of us end up, you know, you every person ends up taking their own road because, you know, and, and a lot of that's not chosen by you. It's who you're, where you're born into and, and everything like that. Um, and, you know, we're not all starting at the same start line, mm-hmm. you know, in, in life. And so I think when you're able to give people like, that are struggling with this and they just don't see a way out and giving them an option and some, the ability to help themselves out of this situation, um, and give them hope really is, is such a neat program to be that, that you're a part of. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very, um, it has a lot of value and mm -hmm. it's very challenging, but there's so much value in it too. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, I guess, what are some of the best ways you see that um, we can help one another in the as a community member, right? Um, in in reducing crime and, and reducing homelessness and helping one another out. What are things you see that people can do? Another big question. <laughs> but um, all right, I've had enough coffee. I'm shot out of a cannon. I can uh, I can go on for forever about this, but I won't. Uh, you know, you know something very simple, Brandon. Um, Know your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor. 
Um, don't be afraid to call us if you need us. Uh, if you see something suspicious, report it. Um, we get a lot of people, unfortunately, sometimes they'll, we get calls like, hey, I saw something I think you should know about. And it was really suspicious. This guy was climbing through a window and it happened an hour ago. And then, but no, it's very common. And, 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 you know, you ask, well, is there a reason you weren't able to call? Well, I wasn't sure, but that's okay. You don't have to be sure. Just call us. If you see something, say something. Uh, you know, if you, if you're suspicious about something, report it, you know, um, if it's nothing, um, we're not going to go harass a poor innocent citizen. We'll, but we'll go investigate, you know, and, and, and most of the time it probably will be nothing. There's a lot of times just crime prevention, know your neighbor, talk to your neighbor. It, it, it breaks my heart, you know, in our modern day and age. And these are great communities on Camino Island, but I'll go to a community and someone will, will, uh, um, you know, there'll be a burglary. And I said, okay, uh, have you talked to your neighbor? Do they see anything? And they say, no. Okay, I don't know who they are. And the neighbor, two people living next door to yeah. each other. They say, I don't know who they are. How long you lived here? Seven years. Like, okay. Well, and you know, and that's okay. That's their right not to know. But if it, when when communities, when people talk to each other, when neighbors are neighbors, mm-hmm. when you know who your neighbors are, when you have their phone numbers, um, you know, those kinds of things. When we investigate crimes and if for crime prevention, it's just it's it's so important. And then also, yeah, talk to us. Don't, don't be afraid to call the sheriff's office, even if uh, you have a question, you know, that's what we're here yeah. for. You know, we're, we're here to serve you. Um, uh, talk to us, wave us down, call us. Um, yeah, just, you know, people actually functioning as a healthy community, talking to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, and another lot, a lot of crime is so preventable, um, kind of along that same line. Um, impaired driving, again, that's my niche in law enforcement and my specialty, but it's so preventable, mm-hmm. you know, with friends or family. Um, if you're socializing, especially with the holidays coming up, um, it's so simple and you've heard it a hundred times, so I'll tell you again, uh, if someone doesn't look like they're safe to drive, then, um, you know, make sure they get a safe ride home, you know, mm-hmm. be a designated driver. Um, and, uh, if you do find yourself in a situation where you're like, you know, I don't think I should drive, then don't drive. The, right. the best designated driver is a zero alcohol, zero drugs, zero cannabis um, designated driver. That's the safest way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's the only way to do it. Um, that's a highly, so preventable. Um, right. yeah. Um, very prevalent, but also very preventable. So there's my crime prevention speech. Does that answer it? Yeah, no, that's perfect. Uh, um, and then you said homelessness. Um, yeah. did you, I, you know, so Camino Island with homelessness, we're, again, we're a very unique community. Um, we don't have necessarily homeless people per se, uh, tent cities living on the, on the, on the side of the street. Um, we do have a lot of people, uh, suffering from, uh, substance use disorder, mm-hmm. addiction, and they typically, they're kind of couch surfers. So they'll stay at one kind of drug house and they'll move on to the next. So essentially they're homeless, but they're kind of moving between houses Yep, and they're not living out in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're homeless. Yeah. So that's kind of our homeless community, preventing homelessness. You know, um, we have a housing support center with Island County. Um, you know, any of our deputies, uh, we, you know, we have a mental health outreach program and an embedded mental health worker that, you know, comes out with us and, and can respond on his own um, to people with you know, mental health issues. Um, you know, and again, that outreach component, as we have with the opioid outreach um, and all the deputies, we all have pamphlets and flyers on this and we have um, you know, services that we can, and, and reference lists that we can provide to people. And so, I mean, that's what we can do. 
um, uh, how to solve ultimately homelessness. If that was your question, what can we do? <laughs> I don't know about that one. That's a million dollar question. Um, yeah. But um, I think most homelessness, in, in my experience, uh, centers around mental health and, and substance use disorder. Right. Period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, I was, um, we, uh, I'm part of the, the Camino's chamber of commerce but we partner we do a joint chamber meeting with the stanwood and uh lynn Ayers, who i hope to get on the podcast she's the director of the stanwood uh, camino food bank Mm -hmm. and um she she talked about just kind of like you know a lot of times especially like in stanwood um homelessness is not what you see in seattle and stuff but it's it's people that are living in an apartment that don't know if they're going to be able to make rent next month and pay for things, you know, for food and water, like all the basic necessities. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's more shielded from us because we don't see it as blatant. Mm -hmm. Um, but these people are one paycheck away from, you know, being homeless, like on the streets. And, um, it was, it was really, you know, touching to hear the stories of them being able to go into these people's homes and provide them food and, um, you know, just be able to support them in that. And, and that's why I hope to get her on the podcast, um, hopefully prior to the holiday season, um, just kind of talk about like, what is the food bank doing during that time and how can you get involved? Because no, that's, that's a great, that, that, that would volunteer at the food bank. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's wonderful. I met her. She's great. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a question we yeah. aimed, aimed, aimed towards her. She could, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's right up her alley. Um, yeah. as far as being involved in the community, donating, volunteering yeah yeah um yeah yeah stanwood you know again same kind of situation don't have the homeless population on the street like Mm -hmm. seattle is completely different community different kind of homelessness you know they're in a home but they're like i said paycheck to paycheck right um you know couch to couch yeah do you guys um or rather there's like island county and like do all the other departments and stuff police departments is there like General communication between them? Oh, absolutely. All okay. the time, yeah. I mean, again, our unique community, Stanwood Camino community, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, we are Island, Island County, but, you know, most of our services for people in need um, and people not in need, just our services, you know, as a community, you know, Stanwood Camino are, are kind of their their own community. Yeah. They're two different counties, but their own community. And, um, you know, always going back and forth. So, yeah, we, we communicate with Stanwood police department which is under snohomish county sheriff's office and um we're always communicating there's um intelligence bulletins crime prevention um uh investigative bulletins that are transferred via email all the time we all call and talk to each other um if there's only one deputy working on camino island and uh we need backup um you know we call snohomish county or stanwood pd Mm-hmm. And uh, likewise, if there's only one officer in Stanwood and the other North Snohomish County units are busy, um, they might call us, you know. But, yeah, we we have great interagency cooperation. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And does that spread outside of Stanwood Command area as far as, like, do you, do you guys get – do you, are you in communication with, like, Seattle or Bellingham or – Well, yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean, through emails and everything like that, law enforcement intelligence bulletins, we get those all the time. We get them from Seattle. We get them from all around the state. You know, especially if someone might be headed to your area or has history in your area, a mm. criminal suspect. Um, but yeah, no, we agencies are always talking to each other. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, because uh, someone might steal something here and sell it in Seattle, or likewise, someone right. 
might do a crime in Seattle and have a uh, family association here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, people travel. And so yeah. we, we've got to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We, we do quite effectively. Yeah. Does that, does that, <laughs> I feel like I keep asking. That's question. okay. But does, does that expand outside of the state, like state to state? How does that work? Yeah. I mean, if it can, absolutely. I mean, especially like wanted persons, you know, um, we get emails all the time, you know, Hey, this individual is wanted for, uh, you know, whether it's a, you know, a capital crime, murder, or a serious felony, or federal crime is wanted in your state, or they have family in the area, they might send your um, your area or your agency a bulletin saying, hey, this individual may be headed there. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, most wanted lists, you know, it's right. not just the FBI most wanted lists. There's all sorts of wanted lists, and they'll, you know, we, we communicate with each other, yeah. And like I said, people travel, travel suspects travel across state lines, you know. Um, especially when they're trying to evade law enforcement. So yeah, we it's it's not uncommon at all to talk to, um, and even for a, a patrol deputy in any week to talk to someone out of state. You know, pers- uh, following up on an investigation they're working. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> so this is kind of a, a like another big question, but uh, what do you kind of see as the future of the um, like Island County Sheriff's Department and and just the future of that in general? Well, you know, I think something that's hopefully in the near future and something that's actually attainable, it seems to be as we're um, hiring and and doing better with some of our our hires and and retaining people is 24-hour coverage, two-deputy 24-hour coverage. So there's Mm -hmm. always a deputy working on Camino Island and North Precinct and South Precinct would be Island. But for uh, Camino, um, there are times where there is only one deputy working. And um, the ultimate goal um, for this sheriff and the previous sheriff and the sheriff before him uh, it would be 24-hour two-deputy coverage. Mm-hmm. That means that on some more dangerous calls, um, anything to do with domestic violence, where um, we're trained and to be effective not to go into certain calls with only one deputy or only one officer, um, it's not safe to do so. Right. We have to have a cover officer. Um, this is far as police tactics go and how to keep us safe. Um, so uh, having two deputy coverage, having that second deputy able to respond immediately during any hour of the day right. um, is is what we're going for. Um, as opposed to, you know, we, we might, we're going to get another deputy there to go to your call. We're not going to, we're not going to abandon you, but it could take time. It could take 20, 30 minutes. It could take longer to get a backup officer, whether state patrol or someone from Snohomish County, out yeah. to that Camino Island call. You know, it just depends. So, um, just with officer safety, keeping us safe, just with the, our everyday job that we do is is very dangerous. And right. always having a, a deputy on with you is um, that's be what we're going for to be two deputy, twenty four hour coverage on Camino. And I think that's an attainable goal. Yeah. In the in the near future, that would that's where I'd like to see us going. That's as the future of. Of, of Island County law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of another question is, um, do you, how do you like, I don't know, like, I, you know, for me, I'm not <laughs> the most courageous person or brave at times. So mm-hmm. like, how is that? How do you self talk yourself or get through like each situation can be different or unique? How do you personally like kind of w- work yourself up and get there? Well, the idea, Yeah. How do you handle stressful situations yeah, going that. To doing cop stuff? <laughs> that, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it all goes back to the selection process. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's all relative, you know. It's, um, some people, um, 
are, you know, some people are, are meant to do different jobs or are just good at different jobs. Um, you know, there's a lot of jobs. That I, I think I'm a, I'm a good cop. There's a lot of jobs I probably would not be very good at, you know. Um, you know, it depends on the individual. And that goes back to, you know, the hiring process is, is very strict. Um, you know, there's a, uh, a polygraph and a psychological evaluation and, and a background investigation is very thorough and detailed. So you're, hopefully you're selecting a good candidate mm-hmm. that, you know, is, is um, suited to law enforcement. And then after that, um, you make it through the, the, the training. The academy provides training and then, of course, the field and then office uh, after the academy, if you're successful graduating the academy, um, the state academy, then you go to a field training officer program where you're doing on-the-job training. Again, another screening process and a training process. But it, it all goes back to training. You know, it's it's I've been um, – so how do I handle uh, scary cop stuff? I've been through uh, a lot of scary things, and I you always find it scary afterwards. Um, but when you're doing it, if you're trained well and you're, and you're a competent law enforcement professional – when you get into those situations, you just fall back on your training, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's okay. What do you do in this situation? Well, I do this, 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 and that. And, you know, um, uh, you, you handle the call. And then sometimes after everything's done and everything's, and you're okay. And the, the moment is over, the, the, uh, the moment of action is over and you're debriefing. Then sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I do look back and I'm like, wow, I, I can't believe I got out of that one alive, <laughs> you know? And and that's that, but that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you, you rely on your training. I get that. That's how you handle it. Um, you know, also with law enforcement now too, we have um, a lot of support systems in place, which which previous generations of law enforcement didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, we have. You know, if I needed a counselor, mm-hmm. um, I could get one, um, and I could uh, be referred through the sheriff's office for that. Um, you know, um, it's not discouraged to seek counseling it's not um we have um a peer support system um in the sheriff's office most agencies do now to where if you go through a critical incident or even if not even you're just dealing with you know job stress Mm -hmm. um through things that you know we we have to see uh that aren't pleasant and um just the stress of the job you know we can reach out to a peer support a fellow deputy who's in peer support and there's a peer support program there's a chaplain that's available for us Mm -hmm. to speak to so um, there's a whole support network around that if, yeah. if, if someone needs it, you know. Um, oh, I'm also part of our peer support um, mm-hmm. program in Island County. And, um, and I've also utilized it too. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, um, that's very important too. So, I mean, that's how right. you handle it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That kind of uh, answers your question. Yeah. No, it does. <laughs> um, here's a curveball question at the end. Um, <laughs> what do you see as the future of uh, Luke Planbeck? The future of Luke Planbeck, well, <laughs> I hope to survive one more day of law enforcement. No, I'm kidding. I, I hope to, uh, to continue my career in law enforcement. I hope to retire healthy uh, from the sheriff's office. I do intend on staying with the Island County Sheriff's Office. Um, it's my home. I'm a member of the community. You know, we, we live here. Mm-hmm. We intend on staying here. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, uh, raising uh, happy and healthy kids, happy healthy family. Um, seeing a couple kids off to college wouldn't be too bad, you know. <laughs> after they get their uh, academic and sports scholarships. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean that's 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 what I'm focused on. You know, I'm a, I'm a family man first. I uh, I'm so grateful to have everything that I have. Um, I have almost. Uh, uh, 
I have almost died a couple times on the job over the years, and I look back and to some of those situations I've made it out of and to look where I am here, still alive, still healthy, having recovered from injuries. Um, I'm just so grateful to have everything that, that I do have, my family. Yeah. You know, my uh, – so, yeah. Very cool. That's That's pretty much it. All right. So I like to end every podcast uh, with some rapid-fire questions. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, do you have a lesser-known or favorite location on Camino Island that you like to hang out? Well, if I did, you'd be the last to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, that wouldn't be secret anymore. No, uh, boy, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love going out to the state park. And, uh, well, even still to this day, uh, um, going out to walk the Al Emerson Trail at Camino Island State Park. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun, one of my fun loops to walk there um and uh especially in the spring and the fall um the uh the bluff trail is i think they still call it that that goes all the way around the entire park of the state park that's a cool one too um that's that's fun i think where else what other location i can give you without outing my secret locations (laughs) um yeah that's oh um Barnum Point uh, mm-hmm. has a new trailhead there. Um, the uh, just so just south of Iverson Beach is kind of this. I think that they tie into each other. But there's a new parking area there, and that's. Have you been out there? Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm talking yeah, about. So, it's yeah, there's excellent. There's an awesome new parking area there. Great trails. They did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. That the Barnum Point area. Um, that's fun. I went, went on a picnic there uh, with my wife and daughter um, last summer, and that was fun. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I'm willing to reveal right now. Like I said, there's so many cool places, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, all right, pretend you have a friend coming in from out of town that's never been here. Um, what would their first day look like here? You know, we'd probably go to my folks with my dad or my mom's uh, house, uh, on the North end of the beach where I grew up and we'd probably do family stuff there as we always do. Um, the family events there and birthdays or just spend time on the beach, have great food. Aside from that, if we were to stray from our, our, uh, the, the family house there, um, I'd probably come out to Terry's corner for a bait cafe burger because yeah, yeah I love the bait cafe. I love the, uh, the burgers they make there. Uh, and obviously I'd come here for a coffee. Uh, uh, love Camino Coffee Roasters, which is kind of how, obviously, you and I met. I was one of yep. your patrons. You probably saw me in every day of the week. I was like, hey, I better talk to this guy finally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I yeah, love your coffee. I'd probably come out for Terry's Corner, then North End for a coffee and uh, grab a burger if we were yep. to go out somewhere. Yeah, maybe out to the state park too. Mm-hmm. Draws a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. And then, <clears throat> uh, who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? A single one. Yes, a single or multiple. Person. You know, there's, or multiple. Yeah, you can say more than one. I, I had a care. tough time with that. So, gosh, I've met so many interesting people. Um, but they're all in jail. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, no, there's a lot of interesting people, community members out here. You know, one of my good friends... Matt Waite. He's a fireman with Island, with uh, Camino Island Fire Rescue. Also a long-time uh, Camino resident. Uh, his family is a long-time Camino people. 
a lot of history on Camino Island, and uh, just all around great guy. He'd be interesting to sit down and interview. Um, Jim Dini from Tai Store owner. Okay. Jim and Lori, yeah. Um, I like talking with Jim. He'd also be a great interview, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very fun to talk to. Very interesting. Yeah. That'd be Another South Ender. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard on Camino Island, what would that say? Is this PG, PG rated podcast? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was also, ju- so I, I had a lot of fun, I, a, a lot of fun ideas for that boy. Uh, hmm. We could uh, write, um, so this is when they're coming onto the island, right? Yes. Yeah. Right on the hill. Uh, Camino Island, they filmed Jaws here. That's not true. <laughs> Just keep it up there. (laughs) Well, it might keep, yeah, it might keep people away. No. Uh, uh, No, uh, we love our visitors just like our residents. Um, Camino Island, we haven't sunk yet. Yes, that's that's a real concern, too. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, Camino Island, uh, I'm trying to think how many smart alecky sayings I could come up with in another short amount of time. Camino Island, uh, not just a place, but a state of mind. Yeah. I think that was used once before, too, somewhere. I yeah, I haven't heard it here, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Not just a place, but a state of mind. Um, yeah, welcome back. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be hiring me to paint that sign anytime soon. Yeah, I'm queued in on that yet. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the so, next project and you those are, And on. those are all my PG answers to that question. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Well, right. finally, by the end of the podcast, I'm uh, shot out of a cannon thanks to a delicious large cup of Camino Island coffee. Perfect. So, yeah, I'm just ready to get rolling again. Can we do this whole thing over again? Yeah, let's do round two. Okay, round I'll two. Next Coming up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Brandon. That was fun. All right, awesome. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Luke Planbeck for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already... Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And for more information on this episode or previous episodes, go to kamenocommons.com slash podcast. That's kamenocommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.